Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. As I said yesterday, we want to place this Greek word that we translate foreknowledge into the full context of the entire New Testament, a process that will yield the result of understanding what God means when He says that He foreknew the people He saves from sin. Our main text is Romans 8 and verse 29, which begins, For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined. What does it mean that God foreknew? If you listen as a Christian, this has great bearing on your life because you, like me, are one of the people whom God foreknew. This is practical application of this word. And I remind you, the Greek word for foreknowledge is prognosko. If you would like a spelling, jot this down. P-R-O-G I-N-O-S-K-O. Prognosko. This is where we get our word foreknow or foreknowledge from. And this word is used only seven times in the New Testament in its verb and noun forms. Let's take a look at this, shall we? Two times this word is used in regard to a person. The first is in Acts chapter 26 and verse 5, referring to the Apostle Paul. In Acts chapter 26, we find him standing before King Agrippa by the sovereign hand of God. Let me pick up my Bible here and read the first five verses of this chapter. It is in verse 5 that we will find our word. I am reading in Acts 26, beginning in verse 1. Agrippa said to Paul, You are permitted to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and proceeded to make his defense. In regard to all the things of which I am accused by the Jews, I consider myself fortunate, King Agrippa, that I am about to make my defense before you today, especially because you are an expert in all customs and questions among the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. So then, all Jews know my manner of life from my youth up which from the beginning was spent among my own nation and at Jerusalem, since they have known about me for a long time, if they are willing to testify that I lived as a Pharisee according to the strictest sect of our religion. Well, that was Acts 26, verses 1 through 5, and Paul's testimony goes on from there. But it was in verse 5 when Paul said, since they have known about me for a long time, that we find the word prognosko. Known is prognosko. Here the meaning is that there is a previous knowledge the Jews had of Paul. It is not that the Jews accusing Paul are only just then meeting him. No, they have foreknowledge of him. They have known him beforehand. The Jews have previous knowledge of who Paul is and what he stands for. Paul says, They have known about me for a long time. 
In a similar fashion, we move across our New Testaments to the second epistle that Peter wrote to the churches. And in 2 Peter 3, verse 17, we find this same word. I will pick up the reading in the middle of verse 15. If you are following along in your Bible, I am now in 2 Peter 3 and verse 15, reading through the middle of verse 17. Our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you, as also in all his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort, as they do also the rest of the scriptures, to their own destruction. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men. Peter is warning Christians about the untaught and unstable. These are false teachers who were distorting the true apostolic teaching about the future. Peter says that Paul wrote scripture. Do not miss that. The Apostle Peter is affirming that the Apostle Paul wrote the actual word of God. But these false teachers were distorting what Paul wrote to their own destruction. If anyone goes up against the word of God, eternal damnation is what follows. What an urgent warning. Peter continues in verse 17, which is what I want you to grasp. He says, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men. Peter says, because you have foreknowledge of Paul's teaching, be on your guard. Do not be carried away by error. The phrase, knowing this beforehand, in the Greek text is prognosko. This is the second use of this term in the New Testament. Here again, the meaning is that there is a previous knowledge, in this case the believers had of Paul. It is not that the Christians had never heard from the Apostle Paul. No, they knew him and the scripture he wrote. Peter is urging them, apply what Paul has already taught you. They have foreknowledge of Paul. They have known him beforehand. The Christian believers have previous knowledge of who Paul is and what he wrote. So that in Acts 26 verse 5, and in 2 Peter 3, verse 17, we have our word for foreknowledge used for man, Paul. And it means a previous knowledge based on circumstances. The Jews knew Paul. The Christians knew Paul. It is significant that we lay down this definition for when this word is used in regards to man. That is why I am putting it in context in regards to Paul. Because next we are going to look at the use of this word prognosko in regard to God. And here the meaning shifts because now the Bible will speak of the character of God and his acts in relation to certain people, the ones he saves from sin. This is a word study and so I'm going to carefully follow the excellent and readable work done by the Greek scholar Kenneth S. Wiest whose interpretation I also agree with, of course. 
Why would I quote from someone whose interpretation of the text I do not agree with? So come along with We Stand Swallow now as we develop our understanding of this word foreknowledge. We will carry this into tomorrow's broadcast and podcast as well. Again, we have the word prognosko, used five times for God. The first of these to look at is in the book of Acts, and this time chapter 2 and verse 23. Acts 2.23, if you want to turn there. Here, the Apostle Peter is in the midst of his truly great sermon after the coming of the Holy Spirit. The Lord blessed this expository sermon mightily as it established the church with 3,000 conversions. People now in a relationship of good standing with God because by faith they have believed in Jesus Christ who forgave their sins. This faith came as a gift from God to them as they listened to the sermon. And as part of Peter's appeal to his fellow Jews, he builds an argument that begins like this. I am reading Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 22. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs, which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. This man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. Acts 2, verses 22 and 23. Did you hear our word, foreknowledge? It is in verse 23. This man, meaning Jesus, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross. Here we have the interplay between the act of God and the act of men. God was the one who delivered over his son Jesus, and the godless men were the ones who nailed Jesus to the cross. There is something God does and there is something people do. Keep that in mind. Dr. Wiest asks us first to take up the word for plan. He does not start with the word for knowledge because there is a connection the language requires him and us to make between predetermined plan and foreknowledge. And so we start in the original language with this word plan. The Greek word for plan is boule. In English, this word is translated plan or counsel. If you would like a spelling for your notes, here it is, B-O-U-L-E. That's B-O-U-L-E. Let me reread Acts 2, verse 23, inserting this word. This man, delivered over by the predetermined boule and foreknowledge of God, you nail to a cross. Next time, I'm going to quote from Dr. Wiest, but I want to make certain you grasp this today. God has a definite plan. God's plan has been predetermined forever. And his plan was that Jesus die for our sins. Christ's death was part of the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. 
So you can already tell this discussion fits with our series, God Saves. If we are going to adequately discuss how God saves us from our sins, then we need to know the plan of God. So please join us again tomorrow. Come along with Dr. We Stand Myself as we continue to discover who God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.